This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast, brought to you by the Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Event Owl, who's helping clients across the nation elevate virtual, hybrid, and live events. Learn more at eventowl.com. Thanks for joining us and enjoy this episode of the Tallahassee Business Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. This is Sue Dick with the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. Excited today to be speaking with Robin Hassler Thompson with Survive and Thrive Advocacy Center. Many of you may know it as STAC, and it is a very important and very serious discussion. And Robin, I really want to thank you for being here. I think our listeners are going to walk away with a lot of great information, probably enlightened, and hopefully, and I am positive, will feel empowered to get involved in moving forward. But if we can just um, hear a hello from you, and maybe you can also let us know a little bit about your journey and getting from the state and now to a local initiative that is so important for us. Thank you, Sue. It's so great to be here today and to be talking to you about this issue. I'm really grateful to you in the chamber, too. It's great to be a member as well, um, have our organization be um, involved with you all. So I have been involved with this issue probably around 14 years now. I started working with the FSU Center for the Advancement of Human Rights, who invited me to be part of their statewide effort to build kind of awareness and to talk about the issue of human trafficking. And then from there, our local uh, U.S. Attorney's Office, then headed by Pamela Marsh, formed the Big Bend Coalition Against Human Trafficking. And as we were doing our work at the state level with FSU, we were going around talking about how important it is to have local efforts in place. And uh, of course, those of us at the coalition realized we don't have a local effort in place. And so I, along with some others, co-founded the Survive and Thrive Advocacy Center. That was back in 2015. Okay. And we're going to reference that as stack just to kind of keep it flowing. But, you know, maybe it is about human trafficking, but maybe if you can give a little bit more of the definition and really what this entails and what it fully encompasses. Sure. Human trafficking is includes both sex and labor trafficking. And that means the forcing or exploiting of one person by another person for the purposes of sex or commercial commercial sex or labor. So you're really talking about, um, uh, for example, if you're an adult and you're, uh, you're forced to um, commit uh, any acts of prostitution, anything around commercial sex, that's a form of sex trafficking. Um, if you're a child, um, you know, you don't even need to see that force, fraud, and coercion. Any child who is even in- induced to, to perform any kind of commercial sex or labor in Florida um, is deemed a victim of human trafficking because as a child you can't consent, right? So that's the whole idea around protecting children. Um, but for, for us, you know, often people uh, need to think about this as forced labor. Um, anything where a person doesn't have the ability to leave the situation. And so we see these cases all over the state of Florida. In fact, um, Florida is number three in the nation when it comes to the uh, numbers of human trafficking cases that are called into our national hotline. So we are front and center on this issue. Well, this is, this is a very serious, and as a Chamber of Commerce, we know to have a community um, that we all are working together. It's important to talk about these these 
concerns that we all have, and also the role that businesses and our members and really nonprofits, everyone in our community can can play in this. And part of it is having information. It's knowing what we're what we're talking about. And so, talk a little bit if you can more about Leon County and our proximity to why this is something that should be on our radar and and what the statistics are showing. I know on the statewide you said, but really. For our listeners, really, to get an understanding of what we're talking about and and what that looks like in certain situations. Sure. And and it's really important to know that human trafficking is both sex and labor trafficking. Very often people think, you know, only of sex trafficking when they hear the words human trafficking. And, And part of that is because a lot of the cases that we've seen, you know, last November, the big Operation Stolen Innocence case here locally, 170 plus arrests. That was one child, by the way, who was sex trafficked, if you can imagine the horror of that. Um, and so often people think of sex trafficking, they don't realize that people are both sex and labor trafficked maybe together. If someone is working in a hotel, it's very possible as a housekeeper, for example, um, she might be raped or, or might be also required to have sex as part of keeping her job, right? So there are all kinds of victimizations that flow back and forth on this issue. Um, in our area, we've seen a lot of Uh, sex trafficking cases, Tallahassee Police Department has brought those forward. But one of the things that people don't realize is that, uh, you know, labor trafficking is happening here too. Our caseload at Stack has tripled since the onset of the pandemic, and half of those cases are labor trafficking cases. And those are cases of people who've come into our area. They may have fled a, a trafficking situation, a labor trafficking situation in another area. In the past, we've assisted people who were victimized after Hurricane Michael, you know, after there's a crisis of any kind, which includes, of course, now the pandemic and all of the um, economic downfall from that. I just read a report today that labor trafficking in terms of agriculture has increased during Mm -hmm. the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And in terms of people labor trafficked at hotels, restaurants, you know, service industry jobs, it's gone down because of the shutdown, right? So Mm -hmm. now we're also very concerned that as we see the the rent moratorium, the the eviction moratorium Mm -hmm. be lifted, that there might be more people who are economically insecure and desperate, mm-hmm. and that's when traffickers start to prey on them. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you've indicated, I think you've also, what you've outlined is the fact that not only are we talking Leon County, but we have neighboring counties and neighboring and bordering state lines, as well as interstate system that runs right through our, our communities. Exactly. So you could see our area as both a, a place of, of origin of trafficking. You know, we might see people whose um, visas expire. You might see people who are, we've had cases of parents trafficking their own children, U.S. citizens. It's not just immigrants. That's another myth sometimes people have. Um, We have people who come through our area on I-10, I-75. We're 30 minutes from the Georgia line. You know, traffickers know that. And you don't need movement to have trafficking, but often people do because that's another way to isolate and and really make someone who's vulnerable even more vulnerable. Um, so yeah, and anytime there are uh, these kinds of economic insecurities and vulnerabilities, we've seen, you know, with our uh, homeless shelter, with other places where where people have 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 started to flock to, and and again since the pandemic, nonprofits are hurting. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're trying to cope with the realities of life, and and it's really hard to get services for people. 
Well, and I know that Leon County recently, and, and we were talking about it as well within the chamber, our business advocacy committee, thanks to your leadership and Heidi Otway, a past chairperson, chairman for the Chamber of Commerce, brought this to our attention during a recent meeting. Leon County had a, a board meeting within the last month, and they've allocated funding to go towards this issue. And it's called the business certification and you will have the more formal name for it. I know it's in progress, but the reason we wanted to do this is to really say this is a program that's out there and that we want to communicate to our businesses and let them learn a little bit more and what their role could possibly be. So if you can maybe talk about where we are with that and, and really the role of businesses and what you've seen already from some businesses. Absolutely. And I will tell you, we are so grateful to Chairman Rick Miner and to the Leon County Commission for this and to the leadership of the chamber, because you're right. Heidi Atway, Sammy Dixon, um, and your advocacy committee really embraced the importance of this and really see how businesses have a front and center role in ending human trafficking, because eyes and ears in the community all the time are out there. And it doesn't matter. It could be a hotel. It could be a cleaning service. It could be a restaurant. It, I mentioned agriculture before. It could be a small business, could be a large business. Um, it could be the financial sector. And I have to tell you, one of the, the best things that, that recently happened was uh, Stack was hired by Capital City Bank to provide training for all of their public-facing staff. So tellers, people who are lo- you know taking loan applications, things like that. Uh, we did three trainings. And after the second one, I actually got a call from them asking if I could connect them with some law enforcement in, you know, folks that we work with because they had spotted something. And then the Florida Department of Law Enforcement money laun- anti-money laundering expert called me back and said, Robin, thank you for that because we thought we saw something. They confirmed it. And so, you know, you don't want to be a financial institution um, where – traffickers are laundering money using your services and so often it's really a combination even within the bank of making sure people on the back side of the bank who are analyzing all those transactions know what to look for and then people who are seeing people come in know what to look for the same is true of, of really every business in town um, businesses want to do the right thing, and they want to do the right thing by their staff, by the, the the public who comes into you know they want to be they want to patronize businesses that are doing the right thing. And so this is one way I think with this training that businesses are going to be able to have a very uh, easy, direct way to learn how to spot, to recognize um, red flags, and then to be able to refer whether that's referring someone for help and assistance to Stack or to one of our community partners or whether it's a call to law enforcement. You know, it really does take a village. Everybody needs to play their role. And this is a huge milestone, I think, for our community. So as our as a chamber, we want to promote that. Walk us through maybe the timeline or when the certification and the training process will, will be moving forward and how can our listeners really find out more information directly, if it's whether going to your website or if there, if there are other avenues they can find out more. Sure. Our website is surviveandthriveadvocacy.org. And so that is one thing you could do right now is you can go on that website. You can sign up for our newsletter. We do trainings, by the way, every month. We just did one for the financial industry. We've done one for the healthcare world. Um, so please go ahead and do that. Um, we hope to have a beta testing on this in October. We definitely want to roll it out by the end of the year and look toward having 
a the certification it's it's by the way it's optional you know businesses don't have to do this we hope within a year we ha- will have trained a thousand people and i hope at least 200 businesses but what you would do is you'd take the training online you take a brief quiz and then depending on um, how many people in your you know your business get trained you get a certification and that'll help the public really know you've done this that's a really good thing it helped you know uh, i hope increase patronage at the businesses that are there and just people will be doing the right thing the other part is business owners are a lot of other people you know faith communities they are um neighbors they are people who are walking down the street knowing about human trafficking is going to help them in all those other areas and really open i think a lot of eyes well robin as a chamber we we want to support this effort as a as support our community we know it, there's a lot of individuals that want to do that please stay in touch with us we're happy to try and continue to promote more and more information to our members and our non-members as you said it's everyone within our community needs to be focused on this and collaborating together to create a, a safer community for everyone any last words you want to share or I just have to say how grateful I am to be here with you all today. I think that it's absolutely the case that we do this together, and that's how we're going to make it happen. So, Sue, thank you for all your leadership over the years and with this, and I appreciate you. Thank you, Robin.